You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Welcome back to Wake Up Springfield. Pastor Alex Bryant here, and um, we have, for the first time on the program, State Senator Miss Jill Carter. How are you this morning, ma'am? Good morning. We're warm, so it's a good it's a good morning. Wait, where are you at that is warm is what I want to know first of all, because I'm freezing. My, yeah, right here by the fire in my house. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. There you're you're warm in the house. That's good. It's cold outside. I tell you that. It is freezing. So well, good morning to you. Good morning. It's good to have you on the program. Um, I, I just want to say, first of all, congratulations. When when I was running for Congress, you were on the the campaign trail, and um, we crossed paths. I know that you ended up retiring or defeated um, long term state senator Bill White, and I remember hearing you share your story about how. You would, as just a, a mom, an, 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 a normal, everyday citizen, you'd go to Jeff City and you'd listen to what was going on there and you paid attention. And it moved you so well that you decided you wanted to run. And you um, shocked a lot of people and you upset Bill White and you won. And so now you are doing what you said you were going to do. So kudos to you. You're putting an emphasis on education. And so, um, yeah, so let's start. Let's talk about that. So. Um, did I did I miss anything? Did I get it right? I mean, I, that was from my memory. I you, remember watching you. You for sure did. You know, I I was started out as a mom who was concerned. We had teachers coming up to talk to me. I was very involved at the school level, and um, had teachers start to come up to talk about some of the things that they thought was going on with education. You know, and and super naively at the time, I just thought, well, just you know, go to your school board and and talk to them. And obviously, there was some concern there, and. So I was like, I just thought to myself, well, I'm happy to go and talk to the school board. And so I did. And again, naively, I thought they could do something at a local level. And what I, what that journey continued to take me down was a path of engagement at the Capitol that, that really transformed, you know, the rest of my life, realizing that so much of what goes on in education in your local school is driven not by your local school board and not by the parents and the taxpayers, but but a top-down bureaucracy stemming from the federal government to the State Department of Ed on down to your school district. So I'm on a mission to change that. That's so awesome. And um, it's kind of neat to see you working it and doing what you said you're going to do. So tell us what that mission includes. Like what, what specifically are you looking to do? I appreciate that. We have this year we have filed um, SB 814. It's the, our Education Freedom Act. So what this does is it unhinges, unhinges the Department of Ed from accreditation and the assessment. So what we have right now is a very top-heavy, driven, bureaucratic agenda where if you don't perform well on an assessment, then you don't get accreditation. It deems you on your accreditation. So not, I mean, on the surface, it seems completely fine. But when you realize that the assessment that you're taking, which is the MAP test that our students take every year, is it's a private test. Nobody ever gets to see it. And nobody gets to see how it's it's scored or rated. So when you realize that your local school, its very existence depends on a performance and a test that they never get to see. They don't know how it's graded. You know, it becomes a, a very oppressive system to our local schools. And so what we're trying to do is unhinge that to say, you can use third-party accreditation, which 
is what we use for universities and private schools and parochial schools. Use third-party accreditation. And then we can shift also to flexibility in our assessments. So many of our schools already do assessments constantly, trying to measure the growth of the students, how well they're understanding the curriculum, and it informs the teacher's instruction. So she can say, oh my gosh, okay, we taught this this week, this unit, this is how well the students did. And based on that performance, they're able to go back and just cover some of the topics that the students missed, or they're able to move on. And none of those assessments, none of them, I mean, I have boxes in my office, Alex, where none of them are used for accreditation or to show growth in the student's performance. Yeah. I am on the school board there in Nixa, and we just had our winter retreat, and we talked about this very thing. Um, you know, we have the leaders in the district come in and just tell us. Now, Nixa does very well. I mean, we're blessed. But not, not a, there's a lot of other schools that aren't. And when you look at this testing nowadays, it, it just looks like around the country, Students, they have more anxiety they're looking, they're dealing with. They're just, um, you know, attention spans, for whatever reason, testing just doesn't seem to be um, just what, it, what it used to be. I mean, it doesn't always indicate everything. And so I hear you say you're trying to address this. I mean, there's, there's other things that we want to look at as far as, you know, what makes it fair for funding and for um, accreditation and all those things. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes, and so this would not impact um, funding at all. So we're going to continue to take the MAP test simply for those federal dollars. And it was really interesting in a joint education committee meeting. Um, I asked our director, um, the commissioner of education, whether or not it was a state or a national requirement for the MAP test to be tied to accreditation and funding. And she said that it was a state um, decision, not a federal decision. So realizing that their state has more mandates on your local school than the federal department of ed is a little eye opening, right? But like, I asked the question also, who, who cares about the test? This one test, do the parents care about this test? Not really, because again, they're looking more at day-to-day performance and what the students are understanding than this autopsy at the end of the year that nobody cares about that you get by the time your kid goes to the next grade. And so it's just, it's, we're, we're at a point where we really need to start to change something. Morale is, is low. We lost a third of our superintendents last year. We're, we're hemorrhaging our teachers. And again, the discipline um, across the board is a concern. And a lot of this is just being driven by these, you know, this top heavy bureaucracy. Yeah. Um, let's, let's call it out. I mean, are you talking about Desi? Is that where you're? <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> gotta call it out. I mean, um, so what, so, so Desi, what do you want to see change there with, um, you know, but then we got new leadership, you know, coming in. I mean, what, what's going on? We, we do. And um, Carla Esslinger, Senator Esslinger, has been um, appointed the new commissioner of education. I'm hopeful there'll be some really good changes there. Um, she was in favor of this bill last year. She spoke on the Senate floor in favor of it. Again, this is just a tweak that a vast majority of states across the country have already done, realizing that 28 states already use third-party accreditation, and 15 of them don't use accreditation at all. So I was... I was very shocked and validated in this in the thinking that this is not reform that should make anybody, you know, quiver. This is a reform that actually using a third party accreditation, you get more mentorship. I mean, if you're considering we lost a third of our superintendents last year, you have a whole new um, class of superintendents that are coming up through the system that will not have any shepherding, you know, to try to help them help schools perform. And so that's that's an advantage to having um, 
that third party accreditation where they can come in and help the local school help them hit those benchmarks that they and the goals that they want to hit. And then also, again, unhinging performance and accreditation. It should be a, just a forward facing. This is how our school's doing. This is how we are um, impacting, you know, the weighing in local community, being able to weigh in and being able to be a part of the conversation to see, take education where they want to take it. Yeah. We're talking to state Senator Jill Carter and she's working for, um, for you, for us education reform and i just want to say this we had that's a big number of superintendents retiring like or, or leaving i mean are they retiring were they older like what was the deal with that like what what are you guys hearing yeah so we're seeing that a third of them are on that top end you know they've been in this they've been superintendents for years and but we saw this with teachers too right where you're losing a lot of your older teachers simply because of the system. Like I said, morale is at an all-time low um, when you talk to teachers and parents and even administrators. And so something in the system has got to change. And when, you're, when, you, when you are judged on a performance again, I liken it to you like when you go to the doctor and you're sick and you've been going to the doctor for 30 years and he's telling you, well, he'll just do a little bit more of this, right? Then you'll get better. But I mean, if you keep going to the doctor and you're getting sicker and sicker, at some point you're going to say to the doctor, okay, I'm, what you have prescribed is not working. I'm going to shift over here and go to this other doctor. And, and that's what we've been experiencing with education for 30 years, you know, is no child left behind, the Outstanding Schools Act. All of these mandates have started to ratchet back local input and local community-driven um, investment, really, as far as just making it something about what, education should look like at a local level and and here we are yeah well that's good um man we thank you for the work you're doing there um senator jill carter she is working for education reform working for you for us for our kids making sure that we examine all that's going on and, and just thinking does it make sense is it what's best for our kids and so thank you for your work there keep us updated on that if you would Hey, thank you. Our hearing is Wednesday, so yeah, we'll be back in touch and hoping that we have a good outcome. Thank All right, you so reach much. out to me and let me know what's going on. We'll have you back on. Sounds great. Thank you. All right, thank you. God bless. All right. Hey, there you go. I'm State Senator Jill Carter. She's from the Joplin area over there, and uh, man, it's good to have her on Wake Up Springfield. So, hey, um, eight thirty, we're going to have Dave Martin. He's on the ground there in the Iowa, and um, we'll talk with him about what happened last night. Get his take on it. Gabe Pfeiffer at 8.15, that's going to be there. And then up next is um, one of our new features. Um, the producer, Frizz, brought it on. It's Tuesday's Top 5. And so we'll be talking about, You want? You should, are we going to give them, the, give them the... Here's the thing, Alex. I have already stated what we're going to have. Oh, you it's did? on our right. Facebook page, oh. Wake Up Springfield. Well, there it is. If you go to the Wake Up Springfield Facebook page, you would have known in advance. For the rest of us, you're hearing it now. It's our Top 5 pet peeves and so um, we'll get to that right after this um, traffic update with Don Luzader.